At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up and welcome and happy Friday here on My Guys in the Desert of Jonathan Von Tobel, Wes Reynolds alongside as well. A fantastic show for you today as usual. Kenny White's going to be with us. Uh, check this out, huh? Got this behemoth, Kenny White's latest edition of the Power Ratings, the 2020 College Football Power Ratings presented by Kenny White. Kenny's going to be with us to talk about that and much more. Got some baseball, basketball selections from Kenny, too. Chris Andrews and Dwayne Colucci, as we have a lot to go over. Very sad day of the Vegas Valley as the Golden Knights are no more, Wes Reynolds. Yes, it's officially football season here in, in the Las <laughs> Vegas Valley, out here in the desert as the Golden Knights get beat in six games. So, obviously, a little bit of a disappointment here for the Las Vegas or the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, $5 favorites they were to open JVT, plus $4 on the Montreal Canadiens. So, the Habs do reach the Stanley Cup for the first time since 1993 and that puts it in context here with the Vegas Golden Knights mm-hmm. is the fact that look this franchise has now been in existence for all four years and they haven't made the Stanley Cup so there's obviously a lot of panic out here as this is a very new sports market to professional team sports so look when you go to the Stanley Cup finals your first year and then all of a sudden you become plucky upstarts from an expansion rate and then go to underachievers just in four years. So uh, very odd uh, in terms of what has happened with the Vegas Golden Knights, but nevertheless, Montreal will represent in the Stanley Cup. So let me ask you, you know, at some, at what point, right? At what point are we talking about here? The market 
and its perception of the Montreal Canadiens in terms of how wrong it has been, right? You mm-hmm. know, and I, when you can understand the market being high on Vegas, given where we are at, at least in our market, right? If you looked at some of the global odds, it wasn't as high, but still a higher price out here in, in, our, uh, in the United States. But you're talking about West being favored now in only two games during this run, laying a price at only three, and that was you were laying minus 105, but still an underdog mm-hmm. on the road against Winnipeg in that last road game there. So what's been the deal with the market and not being able to catch up with what in the world this Canadiens team is? Well, what I think happens, and hockey is a very different sport than everything else, and right. the fact that when you look at regular season data, you got to keep in mind a lot of these regular season games that do go to that five-minute overtime period where you're getting the four-on-four, four, and then sometimes you get a power play and it's four-on-three, or, or excuse me, three-on-three, three, and then the power play gets it to four-on-three. So the data can kind of lie to you a little bit in the regular season because because you do have overtimes and you do have shootouts. You have overtimes in the playoffs, but you don't have these shootouts. And look, Montreal looked very pedestrian when you looked at those regular season stats, but different teams are different in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. New York Islanders are absolutely proving that. Montreal has proven that. And really, you look at Montreal, goaltending and defense can get you to a Stanley Cup. This is not the first time that it it will have happened in the National Hockey League. And what I thought was kind of interesting with Montreal 11-0 11-0 in the playoffs when they at least have two goals or more. I mean, that is like Jacob deGrom run yeah. support for Carey Price here. And, and Carey Price had been great. I don't think Vegas lost because of the goaltending. I thought both Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard were relatively solid. Fleury had kind of come back a little bit to earth from that first round series against Minnesota. But it wasn't the goaltending that cost the Vegas Golden Knights. It was 0-17 of 17 on the power play that cost the Vegas Golden Knights. It was your big goal scorers like Mark Stone who had such a great series against Colorado and was on the side of a milk carton here against Montreal. And you could say the same thing a little bit about Pacioretty, about Wild Bill Carlson. So your big guns just didn't score for you. And a lot of that credit goes to Montreal. Yes, it does. So at this point right now, and it gives you a sense of how the market perceives Montreal too, uh, despite the fact that they're already in the Stanley Cup final, you usually see the adjustment that doesn't make sense initially because the team has moved on and waiting for their opponent. Uh, But still, the second choice behind the Tampa Bay Lightning. So you know that they're going to be underdogs to Tampa Bay in the Stanley Cup final uh, would assume what is the price against the New York Islanders if that is the series you know Jeff Davis from Circa Sports I saw him answer a question about that and keep in mind Jeff is heavily interested or invested really in the Montreal Canadiens from a personal standpoint but he said he would make them the small favorite against the New York Islanders and I don't know if you could necessarily argue that based on based on how Montreal has really played and the fact that they've looked better of late than the Islanders of course part of that is the Islanders a couple games ago got beat eight nothing you never really saw that out of the Canadiens in these playoffs, but it's almost like that Spider-Man meme that we see on Twitter, JVT. If it's Montreal and the Islanders where the two Spider-Men mm-hmm. are pointing at each other, that's basically what that series is going to be because you have two teams that like to play that defensive style and win with goaltending. You love that Spider-Man meme. I know you do. I do. They are 9-1 and one straight up and against the spread in games 3-7. through seven. The Los Angeles Clippers do it again in the postseason. We'll discuss that much more on the other side here on My Guys in the Desert. (music) 
Happy Friday to you. It's my guys in the desert here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Wes Reynolds alongside as well, filling in for Matt Humans, who actually, no, we're filling in for Danielle, who's filling in for Matt Humans. Regardless, Danielle Alvari on vacation, Matt Humans on follow the money duty. We're with you for the next two hours. Coming up later this hour, we do have Kenny White with us. Before that, Dwayne Colucci. Dwayne, of course, running the Rampart Race in Sports. And Kenny White just came out with the latest edition, his 2021 college football power ratings, presented by Kenny White Sports. We'll discuss that and much more with Kenny. Chris Andrews, director of the South Point Sportsbook, at the top of the next hour. But I mentioned it when going out into the reset, West. Nine and one straight up and against the spread in games three through seven in this postseason. And after last night, this Los Angeles Clippers team has proven that they will not die in any way whatsoever. Mm-hmm. 106 to 92. Clippers as a one and a half point underdog get the outright win. Cut the series deficit in half against the Phoenix Suns. Now we're talking about, and it's not even just nine and one straight up and against the spread in these 10 games, you know, games three through seven. The one loss coming in the Dallas Mavericks series in game five. But these game threes have been really solid for the Los Angeles Clippers last night. Plus 11.6 net rating against the Phoenix Suns. Not a great shooting night overall, but still a very solid double-digit win. The Jazz game, which they won by double digits. The net rating in that one, Wes, of plus 23.8. Win and cover that. Mavericks game three, plus 14.9 on the net. Win and cover in that. This team, not only in these games three through seven, have been absolute money. These game threes, they have been absolutely incredible. And, like, I don't even know, like, where do you go with this at this point right now? It's the cliche. They had them right where they wanted them. Mm-hmm. And I, it's eerily similar, Wes, to games one and two in Utah, right? And this series up to that point, games one and two in Utah, perfectly winnable games, had a shot to tie it at the end of game one, right? Let game two get away from you as well. Come back, beat the crap out of the Utah Jazz. Games one and two, two perfectly winnable games, one of which you had a one-point lead with less than a second to go in Phoenix. Come back, beat up on the Phoenix Suns. What have you made of L.A. up to this point? Yeah, it is really bizarre when you look at now all three of these series here because yep. it seems like Ty Lue a little bit slow to figure out what he needs to do in the but first boy, couple when he games. Does, he will beat Exactly. With it. Exactly. Because you, if you go back to the Dallas series in the first round and also the Utah series, it took him a couple games to figure out, okay, I can't play Zubach here. He just doesn't match up. He gets eaten alive here in the pick and roll. So I got to go with that small ball lineup. So that means I put Beverly and bring him in as a spark plug off the bench. But I basically go with Batum, Morris, Kawhi, even though Kawhi is no longer available, but Kawhi, PG, and Reggie Jackson. So I go that small ball lineup. So I'm interested to get your take in terms terms of what did he figure out here in game three? Did he figure out that maybe I can play Zubac or what Zubac gave us here in game three? Was that an aberration? So I, I think he figured out, I think it was, actually, and you know, what's funny is it wasn't even game three in which he figured out what was going on. It was after halftime in which mm-hmm. he figured it out. I thought one of the keys that Ty Lue finally pulled the trigger on, I think we're done seeing Rajon Rondo. Yes, I, I would hope so if you're a Clippers back. And it's not to blame him, uh, blame him for everything, uh, but Rajon John Rondo just hasn't been good. And you look at what happened in the second quarter. They committed four turnovers in the second quarter West. Three of them were Rajon Rondo. Eight minutes played yesterday and a plus minus of minus eight yeah. yesterday for Rajon Rondo. He just hasn't been very good. So, it, it's again, it sounds like you're blaming Rondo, but what that does is if I cut your minutes and you're not playing anymore, that means more minutes for Terrence Mann. It yes. means more minutes for Luke Kennard, who has been really solid in this series up to this point. It means more and minutes. And against Dallas, Kennard right. didn't hardly play. I was like, okay, you gave this guy $64 million in the offseason and you didn't hardly play him, but now he's been a vital cog off that bench. Correct. And so I think that's what he figured out. And I also think, like, and this has taken a while, and you thought maybe he got over it. Um, 
after what happened in the Utah series, but it's time to trust Terrence Mann. Over mm-hmm. 30 minutes yesterday, really solid defensive play from him. He could finish in transition. He's an extra ball handler out there. And think about that backcourt that you have, and that's if it's Patrick Beverly, Terrence Mann, and Paul George, that's a really solid defensive backcourt that you're starting if that's going to be your backcourt without Kawhi Leonard. And so I think that was the next step, right? And you're right. Zubac providing really good minutes, posting the best plus minus of anybody on the floor mm-hmm. yesterday, being able to rebound, being able to hold his own in a lot of situations. And I think Chris Paul bailed him out a little bit, but there were a lot of times yesterday where Chris Paul had him out at an island exactly how he wanted, and he's just jacking up three-point yes. shots yes. and letting Zubac get bailed out on those sort of situations. So I, I thought Zubac was really solid to your point, but I think the key was not so much, again, eliminating Rondo from the equation, but what that means in terms of more minutes for the rest of the guys on that roster that can contribute to that team. And two, back to your point on Zubac, it's kind of like, okay, he gave you this, so I don't know if it's an aberration, but I surely got to try and at least trust him here in game four, because I think we've seen with their backup big, that being DeMarcus Cousins, of course, this is kind of the series where they really miss Serge Ibaka, but what DeMarcus Cousins has shown is he can give you a little bit of an offensive spurt just briefly against the second unit when they put Saric in the game. Mm -hmm. Now, when it's against DeAndre Ayton, absolutely no chance, and uh, Boogie's lack of mobility really gets exploited from this standpoint, but I was impressed with what I saw out of Zubac last night. I know he cleared that over seven and a half rebounds right in the first quarter if you're a prop better, so cashed in just 12 minutes, but you know, if he can give them something, he might not give you 15 and 16. I think that's what he had last night, mm-hmm. but he's not going to give you that every game, but if he can give you some kind of contribution, and what you mentioned about the multiple ball handlers there for the Clippers with Terrence Mann and with Paul George and also Reggie Jack. Jackson, you also have multiple guys that can guard multiple positions. And I think that that's going to prove to be valuable. Nick Batum, I still think, can kind of do that as well as Marcus Morris, even though we know Marcus Morris not 100% right now, but still giving it a go. So it seems like the Clippers at least have figured some things out here. And I think part of it was part and parcel. Like you mentioned, Chris Paul coming back that first game, you had to think, okay, there's a little bit of rust there where he's not going to be great. And the under on that 17 and a half point mark did catch in at 15, but he did bail Zubac out. He didn't really, they didn't really isolate him in the pick and roll like you saw Luka do right. with Dallas in game one, like you saw Donovan Mitchell and company do with Utah in game two. So uh, we'll see if Chris Paul makes that adjustment and says, okay, I can drive to the basket and then I can hit book on the pick and roll. Yes, indeed. Uh, really quickly uh, to uh, break away from the NBA conversation, we're going to get back to it momentarily, uh, but it should be pointed out as social media is freaking out and for very good reason because it looks like uh, we do have some history on our hands here. Potentially, uh, Aaron Nola right now, bottom of the fourth inning for the Phillies. Wes Reynolds has a 1-1 count on Michael Conforto. Uh, he has struck out nine consecutive hitters. Mm-hmm. And so going for his 10th, the record, of course, with Tom Seaver. So we'll see if he can get this, get the 10th, and get the record, or tie the record at least. So we'll see if Nola can get this. But again, it is a 1-2 count. So one strike away from the record there for Aaron Nolo. Keep our eye on what is happening there. So now as we spin this forward here, I will ask you, uh, the market seems to have adjusted its perception a little bit here uh, on the Los Angeles Clippers. We're talking about the Phoenix Suns. Uh, They were a a one-and-a-half point favorite on the road yesterday. Now we're starting to see the market tentatively, right, move in the direction of the Los Angeles Clippers uh, for this Game 4 matchup coming up on Saturday. So as we watch what happened in Game 3, and as we can see what this Clippers team can do in these situations, we're looking at pick across the board one point out here has uh, one market I I should say out here 
has the Clippers as a one-point favorite. Uh, so this is going to be interesting to see where this number eventually closes. And uh, my screen goes blurry, but I do believe that Aaron Noah did indeed get the record here. So congratulations to Aaron Noah, the 10th consecutive strikeout for him. Of oh, no, it looks like that is a foul ball. No, no, that's 10 consecutive No, Michael out. Conforto yep, strikes out here in the bottom of the fourth. 10 straight strikeouts for one Aaron Noah. Yep, there it is. So look at that, huh? 10 consecutive strikeouts. See if it gets 11. So it's pick or minus one in favor of the Los Angeles Clippers. Mostly pick the consensus right now. Your thoughts as you look ahead to game four. Yeah, because I did see a lot of perception out there. It's like, okay, I'm going to come back on the Suns here. But Mm -hmm. it's not like they're making it a generous price. I think the bookmakers understand that. And that's why you're seeing. And you're seeing mostly pick them. There's still some minus one on the Suns side over it with our friends at the Westgate. But you're starting to see some minus ones out here on the Clippers. It wasn't like the Clippers, they were going to totally overreact and make them like three-point favorites or three-and-a-half-point favorites or something like that. So I want to see if Ty Lue, and we talked about Ty Lue figuring it out, and then when he figures it out, the momentum of the series changes. Do you think the momentum of this series has changed? Uh, You know, so I am very cold in my analysis in terms of, like, being analytically and data-driven. Momentum doesn't exist, Wes. Right. But I think there is something, like, I wrote about this today. So over the last two games, I'm going to pull this stat up to make sure I have it correctly. I don't even know if it's so much momentum, but it's two games now in which this team has played extremely well, right? Over the last two games, you've held Devin Booker to 35 points on 10 of 37 shooting. Mm -hmm. That's that's 27%. You have held the Suns as a whole to 105.4 points per 100 possessions. You have a plus 6.4 net rating over the last two games. You've played extremely well. Yes. So whether it's momentum or whether it's just you're starting to kind of figure things out here as a team, like I think you're you're much more confident in L.A. if you're on that side, if you have any sort of financial backing the Los Angeles Clippers now and after game two, even the way it ended, than you were after game one. And to your point, now you're going to get the Suns as the series go along. Yep. And they've been great so far, but now they're getting in those deep and unfamiliar waters because now everything's on the line here in the Western Conference Finals, a chip to play. Trip to play for the NBA championship. Clippers have been here before. Now they fell on their face last year against the Denver Nuggets, but the Clippers, I think, have more experience in this spot. Now, obviously, Chris Paul at least brings that to Phoenix from that perspective, and he's clearly changed the culture of this team. This was the team that was hot in the bubble last year and then missed the playoffs by one, and then all of a sudden you get Chris Paul, and they end up number two in the West. So clearly, I think he can be an influence, but you've got young guys that have never been in this spot before. So as we move forward here, uh, one of the things Things that transpired from last night, too, which we should discuss uh, as social media was really up in arms about this. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a pretty interesting conversation uh, in, in terms of sports betting as a whole. So uh, as we saw late in the uh, late in the fourth quarter, it was right before the uh, the it was what, what about uh, eight minutes left somewhere in that range. Paul George has the ball late in this contest and he goes up with it. Don't know if you want to call it a shot attempt. Don't know if you want to call it a pass to Avicii Zubac. The NBA says it's a pass attempt to Avicii Zubac. Regardless, goes up with the ball. It is deflected, tipped by Devin Booker, and falls into the hands of one DeAndre Ayton. It is ruled as a steal in the official stat book by the NBA. Why that matters is because DeAndre Ayton finishes with nine rebounds yesterday. A lot of props out there, including some a lot of people were in on. A big parlay that included... 10 or more rebounds for one DeAndre Ayton that cost people quite a bit of money. I know we have this one right here. This is one of the examples uh, that we're sitting out here, right? A, a parlay $500 wager at about, uh, we'll call it 44 to 1 odds, a little bit less than that. Uh, the one that does not hit DeAndre Ayton to record 10 or more rebounds. And this one play has been hyper-analyzed by quite a bit to the point where you're reaching out to social media. I know FanDuel, the book that is involved in this, uh, has been getting a lot of grief. The NBA has officially ruled this as a steal for DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. 
And so where I am at with this whole conversation, Wes, is it, it, to me it is very reminiscent of what happened with John Rahm after yes. he was ruled out with COVID at the end of the third round, right? Which is FanDuel's beholden to the official stats of the NBA. And the NBA has ruled that is a steal. I know that there have been people who have reached out. The NBA has uh, responded. The stats department has gone over it, saying that we have meticulously gone over all of these games. We take our stat keeping very seriously. We have ruled that that was a lob attempt to Avicii Zubac, and that is indeed a steal and not a rebound. And so if that is the case, the operator's hands are tied. Yes. You cannot ask the operator, because that is a slippery slope, to ask the operator to go against the official ruling of right. the entity that is the NBA. And they have to confirm this like with multiple stat right. bureaus as well before they grade these things, especially like the admins behind the counter here at the sports books in the back rooms. They have to wait until this comes through. That's why the Super Bowl props, because obviously there's like a million of them, but it's why it takes so long for them to grade and you don't get your money right when the clock hits zero right. in the fourth quarter. It takes time. They've got to confirm this. So, look, I think FanDuel graded this right. I mean, they're going by the official stat bureau of the NBA. And I think to what you brought up with John Rahm, we are getting into, I think, a dangerous precedent with a lot of these sports books where it's like, okay, we as betters, because some of these sports books and some of these operators are making a business decision because they want to keep up with the Joneses. It's like, okay, when one book goes ahead and refunds a wager, we got to go ahead and do it. So, so, you know, now you get some betters, I think, that maybe feel a little bit entitled. It's like, okay, you gave money back on this one, so you got to give it back on this one. Well, no, they don't. You know, it, it's a tough beat, and I feel bad for that player here that was so close to getting a, a big score there, winning, I believe, $21,000 and change. And, but and look, by, the, by all accounts, too, it seemed like there were a lot of people involved in, in this, right, and promoted when you logged into the FanDuel website, right, you know, the, the parlay mm -hmm. uh, that was up there that a lot of people were involved with. But at the end of the day, you know, I think that, that's to me that's the topic of conversation which is it is really great as betters where you're involved in certain things that the books are allowing you to do right this bad beat insurance policies all of these things sure but it, it is the slippery slope of demanding the operator to go against the official scorecard to then alter something because then it benefits you as a better and that is mm -hmm. a, this is a tough situation you put it now, at this point, this is betting. This is a really tough beat. It looks like a rebound, but the NBA has officially ruled that right. it is a pass attempt to Zubac, who was planted on the low block, an alley-oop attempt, and that was deflected and stolen by one DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, and, and it's not just FanDuel. It's everybody else that's going to grade it the exact same way well, here. And, and to be fair, too, and this is this is something, the thing, this is what we talked about, right, which is, uh, it, this was on social media as well. Well, they've done it before. You're right. FanDuel has done stat mm -hmm. corrections before, but you want to know why? Because the NBA went back and yes. officially corrected a stat. There was a Luka Doncic uh, prop back before where there was a rebound that was awarded to him uh, or an assist, one of the two. The NBA went back and corrected that, and thus FanDuel went back and paid out those props because the NBA officially ruled that the stat was a correction. You can't ask the operator to go back, look at the footage, and go, we deem that this, so mm -hmm. now we will pay you out because that begins the slippery slope. That begins every single day. Hey, what about this play? Hey, what about this play? Hey, what about this play? And, and I think it's, it's a really dangerous precedent to expect that of an operator as it better so that, that really sucks uh, it does because i mean look at the one that we had if we could throw that back up again we're talking about this part like 500 that would have then you know gotten you twenty one thousand seven hundred eighty nine dollars and 34 cents it's a tough feat to take
take. Yeah, abs- absolutely, and I and I feel for that better. But look, bad beats are a part of betting. There's a reason why we do segments on here, and other content providers in sports betting do bad beat segments because they happen, and that's the nature of sports betting. And I feel for that better, but I absolutely support FanDuel on this policy because they're just going by the official stats. Update: Pete Alonso has doubled. Nola only gets the tie with Sieber's record, ten consecutive strikeouts in a row, but still a very good record to tie with Nola with the. Really good performance up to this point for Philadelphia Phillies. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to in this program. Uh, hey, Travelers Championship, huh? Let's get a leaderboard update from Wes, see what he's in on. And coming up in about that, we'll call it uh, 10 minutes from now. Dwayne Colucci, manager of Race and Sports over at the Rampart. Get his thoughts on not only what happened with Vegas, the market's perception of Montreal, and what we can expect tonight in the Game 7. My guys in the desert here on BC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
My Guys in the Desert here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, live from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need. Jonathan Von Tobel, Wes Reynolds, along with you today on this Friday. I was about to say, you must be, no, I don't know. Uh, Wes, what's going on over in the Travelers Championship? Give me an update here. Yeah, we currently have a solo leader now playing the 13th hole. He's two under on his round through 12 holes. That being Kramer Hickok, former roommate at University of Texas with Jordan Spieth, 29 years old, born in Austin. Never has won yet on the PGA Tour, won a Web.com Tour event. Also won a couple times, was the PGA Tour Canada Player of the Year for that tour in 2017. He currently has a one-shot lead at the Travelers Championship. Championship. I'm just looking. I just happen to have BetMGM open. 10 to 1 right now in terms of the in play. And then one of my guys, my best showing this week is Bubba Watson. Two straight 66s. He, he was ripped 50. the head off of one of his clubs, he huh? He did and still strength. managed to make birdie. <laughs> and two four under par rounds of 66. Of course, Bubba has won this event three times at the Travelers. I did bet him at 50 to 1. He is now the favorite at BetMGM at 6 to 1. He is currently one back. And guy we hadn't seen up here for a little while, Jason. Look at that day. headshot, huh? Eight under bar. I know. I look like a... It's a good one, actually. Yes. You look good. In a, what is well, that? Like I a mini turtleneck? Yes, a little mock neck look there. Uh, now that, uh, But now we're wearing jackets, JVT. We have upgraded here. We so have, uh, no more mock necks. Some of us have. But what, anywho, speaking of which, what do you think of the green and the blue combo? It looks okay. Right? I like it, man. Right. I like it. It's a nice summer look. Light right. colors. Love it. All right. Eight Thank under through 15 it. is Jason Day. Seven under on his round. He is just one back. Russell That's Henley, it. you recall, had a very... Very good week at the U.S. Open until he kind of fell apart a little bit on the back nine. He is seven under par. Kevin Kisner, low round of the day right now with the 63. He is seven under in the house. Seamus Power, also seven under in the house, as is Justin Rose. You basically got several players at seven under right now, so this is a very wide open event. A couple guys that aren't going to stick around for the weekend. Tony Finau, another bad week. I know some people liked him to bounce back this week. He does not bounce back, so Tony Finau will be going home. A couple other other players kind of struggling to make this cut. It looks like this cut is going to be about two under par. At least that's where it sits right now. 79 players at two under or better. They obviously for the PJ tour takes the top 65 and ties for the weekend. So you got to at least want to get to two under if you're going to want to play here in Hartford this weekend. So with that, Let's put a little bow on uh, what we saw yesterday in the Western Conference Finals, because I know that this is something that interested you as well. And it continues a topic of conversation that we had yesterday. And we only have one more instance of this possibly uh, coming forward because, of course, the Milwaukee Bucks are at home. They lose game one. So it eliminates the scenario of a team going down 2 nothing in that series and going back home. Obviously, the Bucks can go down 2 nothing, but they will be going to Atlanta if that is going to be the case. So let's discuss this as a whole because we should update what happened yesterday and spin this forward because as of last night and after what happened, if you bet, Matt, you know, excuse me, uh, Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds, if you bet in the first half, we'll start with the first quarter, excuse me, Teams down 2 nothing going back home first quarter, 3-4 and four against the spread in the first quarter this year, right? The Los Angeles Clippers got off to a really good start in this game yesterday. They're a one-point underdog for the game, as you see there, but a one-point favorite in the first quarter. Ended up leading by eight in the first quarter. They cover that. But you flip it to the first half side, Wes, and the Los Angeles Clippers, who were a one-and-a-half-point favorite in the first half, ultimately do not cover the first half. Had a back second quarter. Thank you, Rajon Rondo. Mm-hmm. Right? And they end up going down by two. Thunderous dunk by Paul George at the end to cut it to two, but ultimately losing at halftime. So Phoenix is your one-and-a-half-point underdog cover yesterday in the first half. 
altogether, if you're going first quarter, first half of the team down 2 nothing, going back home in this postseason, you're 5-8-1 and one against the spread. But to me, Wes, it's not so much about the record, which is pretty bad if you're doing that for every single one of these situations. It's, again, looking at some of the numbers that you, the better, are getting into with some of these, right? The, get, the best one, if we can go to those first quarters again really quickly, Denver, or I think this is the first half. Regardless, yeah, the first quarters, thank you. If you're looking at some of these numbers, Wizards, like the Philadelphia line, five and a half for the game, mm-hmm. two and a half in the first quarter for yes. the Washington Wizards. Yes. Those are bad numbers that you or is it better are getting yeah, into. Yeah, it's there. baked into the cake. And and really, this is a trend that goes all the way back, I think, to uh, 2005, a team down 0-2 and playing game three at home. Against the spread, this is going into this playoff season, I believe was 80-38-2, so about 67%. So that's mm-hmm. a pretty darn good trend. But this is what I often say about trends. Trends are meant to be tools and not crutches because what happens now is a lot of these wins were in a different time and in a different environment because now we have more avenues for sports betting content, including right here at Beeson. And once that gets out there, now everybody knows about it. What you often say, if you know it, they know it. Speaking of the odds makers in the back. So now these gets baked into the cake here and you don't want to rely on trends too much. And I know a lot of new bettors, I certainly did it when I started this, rely a lot on trends. So now you really got to be careful and handicap each game individually instead of just riding this trend forward. I think it was Jimmy Vaccaro who said trends don't pay the rent, huh? No, they don't. No, they don't. All right, Dwayne Colucci joins us next. What happened to the Vegas Golden Knights and what's going to happen to Game 7? Dwayne tells us next. playoffs man they're almost done huh we're in the semifinals of each we have one participant already locked in to the finals of course to the stanley cup but you want to find your betting edges here at v sin our hockey expert andy mcneil tracking all the nhl action i am your senior nba analyst and i will have hoops insights for you aplenty experts in the entire v sin team give you all the tools you need to make the most of every bet on the playoffs including odds and analysis for every game of vsin.com and our daily members only best bet emails now is the time to cash in on the playoffs sign up for your 10-day free trial at vsin.com slash subscribe west reynolds alongside as well riding shotgun let's head out welcome in Dwayne colucci time is scant Dwayne, of course the man who runs everything over at the rampart casino Dwayne, thank you for the time as always sir uh so let's i want to start with the game tonight because that is more important we want that information before we get to what happened with the vegas golden knights dollar 55 at the open at a lot of spots what is the most recent price for the south point and on top of that and rampart what is the value of one nikita kucherov who is in doubt to play yeah, you know, JVT, they got him as a game-time decision, and the game has fallen all the way to minus 160 on Tampa uh, here at the Rampart in the South Point. Of course, the reaction is definitely towards the Islanders because Kucherov is just a monster. The guy has, what, 27 points already in these playoffs. He makes such a difference, JVT, on the power play. It's a totally different working unit with him in there. You could have saw that the last game. You know, it just looked like disarray. Stamkos missing a lot of passes and a lot of different variables. Kucherov brings so much to the table 
But on the other hand, this is a team that played without him the whole season. So you go, you go through the 56-game regular season. They were very, very competitive even without him. It would be nice for him to suit up for all the Tampa Bay Lightning fans. But it, it didn't look like much. He only played 46 seconds. It looked like he was finishing off a check. He went to complete it. And then he, he must have pulled or tweaked something in his back or lower body area. He just skated off the ice and never returned. So, naturally, we're seeing a little uh, Islander sharp money as the initial reaction, but I can't wait to see how this plays out. I really think Tampa has an immense home ice advantage, guys. So, you know, uh, don't count out Tampa. Uh, They're the defending Stanley Cup champions, and I don't believe that a lot of people are, but the initial reaction was definitely Islanders when you had uh, Kucherov somewhat suspect to play tonight. And to Dwayne's point there, JVT, in terms of the power play, and that's the big difference really with Kucherov in the regular season without him, where he did not play a game in the regular season, 22.2% on the power play with Kucherov, obviously throughout this entire playoff session, 37.7%. And it was actually much higher before this series. I think the lightning were like 41, 42%. So Islanders, except for that eight, nothing game in game five is really, have really done a good job, job. I think staying out of the box. Uh, one, more on this game, Dwayne, in terms of the total. We see a total of five. It's juiced a little bit to the over here, like you're typically going to see. And if you see a five and a half show up, then it gets juiced to the under. Long term, because I know you're not only a bookmaker, you're also a hockey better. Where do you stand in terms of like game sevens? Because logic would tell you game sevens, maybe you want to look under because not only the teams are not going to want to make mistakes and they're going to be a lot more careful, maybe be a little bit more risk averse, but also the fact that the officials don't necessarily want to call penalties in a game seven. They don't want to get a call wrong or they don't want them to be the deciding factor of who is going to move on here. Yeah, definitely. A lot of referees, uh, you know, they, West, they put the whistle away in game seven. But earlier in the Canadian series, going to the other series, I mean, the refs couldn't stop blowing the whistle. And there was a lot of uh, adversity there. And the refs were coming into play in the games themselves. So this is a unique game tonight. I'll be honest with you. I think Vasilevsky and Valamov are two excellent, excellent goaltenders. But we also, as bookmakers, West, have to look that if one team does get far ahead, you're going to see the opposing team pull the goaltender with several minutes to mm-hmm. go. So we also have to calculate that. It's not just a one-way street where everything is tight. When a team falls behind, sometimes they start to open it up, a lot of cross-ice passing, and then you have the mistakes and the odd man rushes and odd man chances. And like we said, if Tampa or the Islanders are winning 2 3 nothing in the third period, you will see the goaltender pulled with you know, maybe seven, six minutes if it's that big of a deficit. So as a bookmaker, it's very tough uh, to get a read on game seven totals. But I tend to shade the under because I think like you, Wes, you know, that was a fabulous game last night at the Bell Center. I'm anticipating a fabulous game tonight. I doubt that the Islanders will get blown out like that 8 nothing game uh, two back. So they're not playing in the Coliseum. But they still know how to bring it. Barry Trotz is going to have his team very tight. Barzal is playing at an excellent, excellent level. And we do have, you know, Kucherov probably not going to suit up. So a lot of things pointing to the Islanders possibly upsetting. But I still think Tampa has enough, guys. I think they're the better team. I think that John Cooper will have his team in a full 
the mindset to absorb this a possible second appearance in the Stanley Cup Finals, which very few teams have done in the last 20 years. And this is very important for the city of Tampa as well. I think they're going to come out and slightly – uh, have the edge tonight. All right, Dwayne, last two minutes with you here, so let's talk about this, uh, this Montreal team. Uh, I asked Wes, so I'll ask you, because you are essentially uh, the man who monitors the market. How can the betting market be so wrong on a team who has been an underdog so often throughout this playoff run? Yeah, JVT, you know, we opened that series line at 5-1, to one, and, you know, it was just more of a reaction that how much Vegas Golden Knight money can we take, uh, you know, here in Las Vegas. I felt that it was definitely massively inflated, especially after they had come in winning seven in a row. Now you have the all-time NHL power play streak where they have not given up a power play goal. You combine that with Carey Price probably playing the best he has in the last 10 years, and you could definitely definitely see that game five that they were in the Golden Knights heads and definitely Peter DeBoer's head because when you start to change goaltenders unless there's uh, you know an injury or a flurry comes to DeBoer which I know he would never say it that he's tired uh, Montreal definitely was undervalued and the Knights were overvalued I believe all the experts just felt that they were comparing the Colorado Avalanche basically to a 77 Canadian team or an 80s Islander team and that wasn't the case. You got to look at the bottom of that division, JVT. It was horrible. You may think that Montreal was playing suspect competition up north, but when you start looking at San Jose, Anaheim, and the Kings, they were as bad as it gets, guys. Credit to Montreal. They made the basically the Vegas Golden Knight defense try to beat them, and that wasn't going to happen. Dwayne, we appreciate it as always. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, thanks, guys. I always appreciate it and enjoy the game tonight. You bet, Dwayne. Thank you. At NYBookie Dwayne up on Twitter. All right, we take a break. We'll come back. Kenny White's going to be with us. Get his thoughts on Major League Baseball. We've got some hoops plays and, of course, the down low on the uh, 2021 College Football Power Ratings presented by Kenny White's Sports. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. in the desert from the OddTrader.com studio at South Point Casino, OddTrader.com. Download the free OddTrader app right now. Start winning with up-to-the-second info that you need. It's Jonathan Von Tobel. It is Wes Reynolds filling in for Daniel Alvari, filling in for Matt Humans here on My Guys of the Desert. Let's welcome in Kenny White. Nice enough to not only give us some time today, but I walk in today, Kenny, and I see right in front of me <laughs> on my rundown the 2021 College Football Power Ratings presented by Kenny White Sports. Time is just a flat circle, Kenny. We're already here at this point, huh? <laughs> Yeah, we are. Hi, JBT West. Thanks for having me. And it's uh, right around the corner. We're we're about eight weeks away. I think from kickoff, maybe seven weeks. So let me ask you this: uh, for anybody who is not familiar with the work, and again, 2021 College Football Power Ratings presented by Kitty White. What are they getting in the magazine, and how can they use it uh, for their handicapping as they move into the college football season? Yeah, over over nine thousand individual player power ratings, uh, a team power rating for each team, home field advantages. Uh, it's, it's, it's all set up for you to make your own, own line. Follow it every day. It's a workbook. Put the scores in. Uh, every individual, as I said, 9,000 player power ratings. You're going to look at a team and go, you know what? I, I think this guy's better. Now, my power rating, the average player is zero. So you know when you see a guy that's uh, four-tenths or five-tenths or eight-tenths or 2.4 uh, points better than the average guy, you know how good those guys are. Anybody two points better than the average player, those guys are all American-type players. Anybody, you know, even over two is really a guy that's got a shot to play in the NFL. So what it does, JVT, if you're, if you're a guy that does this eyeball test, mm-hmm. it's going to help you with that as well because if you're p- watching your team play, you don't really know how good the opponent is. But if you go to the magazine, you check the team out they're playing, and you see they're rated around 100. 100 is the average rating. They're an average team. If they're rated 88, they're well below average. They're rated 120. They're well above average. So you have a really good idea of the strength of your opponent week in and week out. Last one on this before we move into some of the more stuff that we're going to see later tonight, baseball and basketball. Uh, How did you handle home field as a whole? Do you expect just uh, status quo as you move forward after a year that we had, according to, you know, of course, with COVID and everything like that? 
Yeah, for college football this year, I'm, yep. I'm giving full home advantage. Last year, I uh, I did do a magazine, but wasn't big circulation, obviously, because we didn't know the season was playing. But in the magazine, I think I give about 33% home. And uh, on my handicap all year long, I very I gave any home to almost anybody because there was no crowds. And that all that's all home field is, is the crowd getting loud enough to, you know, swing some advantages to their team's way, whether it be officiating or, you know, um, uh, just communication on the field for the team. So it'll be back to full home field advantages. And, you know, that's one thing that's changed over the last two weeks. We've seen it in the NBA. Home teams that wasn't adjusted uh, for teams like Phoenix playing at home, Atlanta, Milwaukee at home. They had full crowds, great home. The, the Las Vegas Golden Knights is what really swung me to that because of being at one of the games, it was amazing to hear the crowd and it was back to 45 said full ice, but it wasn't showing up in the betting line. So, Kenny, we move over now to game two of the Eastern Conference Finals. The national media refrain was saying, okay, Bucks are going to sweep these guys now that Philadelphia and Brooklyn and all the contenders are out of the way and the plucky upstart Atlanta Hawks decided we're not plucky upstarts. We're here to win this thing, and they do have a 1-0 lead in the series. Bucks getting the money, though, now seeing some eight and a halves in the market. Total seeing 225, a couple 224s out there. I think Circuit Sports, the high water market, two. 25 and a half looks like you like the over in this spot tonight yeah i do you know what trey young started to look like maybe he's the next steph curry this kid's amazing uh just the ball handling and the shooting you know pretty good comparison that's pretty good uh they've got a lot of other really talented players with atlanta i made the game eight and a half uh, i know it's a must-win situation but milwaukee will be happy to win by one let alone nine or more so i'm going to pass the side the totals um i think is solid if this is a regular season game i'm making it 238 but first two games of any playoff series i take off five points i'm at two 233 and that number that I take off this is over the years that I've tracked my number to what the playoffs uh, finish games three and four I take seven points off games five six and seven I take nine points off of my regular season total so uh, very easy for me to keep track of it that way is again if this was a regular season game this total would be 238 uh, game one they had a pace of 100 possessions uh, both teams actually shot under their offensive efficiency numbers of the regular seasons. I expect them to shoot far better in this game and keep that fast pace. I like it. Kenny White with us. All right, let's move to Major League Baseball then. Uh, these Padres and Dodgers series have been a lot of fun to watch, but once these teams are done with them, Kenny, uh, we seem to see a little bit of a letdown with them. Case in point, Dodgers last night. Well, Padres are back in action after that series. Taking on the D-backs looks like the total under 8.5. Does that have something to do with maybe some of this hangover effect after a series like that? Yeah, no, I mean, more of the Diamondbacks lack of offense really helps me here. And then the median, the median score in, in uh, Petco is six and a half this season. A lot to do with the new baseball they're using uh, and, and probably the spider tack as well, but it's still six and a half. Uh, and then you got a weak team like Arizona. They just don't hit right-handed pitchers, especially on the road. Chris Paddock's pitching great. He's got an exit of three, four, two, uh, his fastball changeup combination, maybe the best in baseball. Uh, his, he's got great command of both. If he can, if he can really come up with a third pitch, Chris Paddock is a top 25 pitcher in Major League Baseball. Uh, the other kid, Corbin Martin, he's got a ton of potential. Keep track of this guy. Slider, curveball, and changeup are all well above average pitches. Uh, he went back down to the minors after a couple starts. He's pitched two long relief appearances. Hasn't looked great, but again, he's faced the Giants twice and the Dodgers twice. It's another tough outing, but you're in Petco. That should help, so I'm really looking for this. Hey, Chris Paddock's got 26 Ks in his last 17 innings. He has just been untouchable, so I think he shuts down the 
the Diamondbacks tonight. And let's start with the other side of that equation in the NLS, that being the Dodgers hosting the Cubs tonight. Tony Gonsolin against Jake Arrieta. Gonsolin, we know, kind of a opener-type pitcher. Basically, he's averaged three innings a start this year, so it looks like the bullpen going to have to carry the load here for the Dodgers. Dodgers did get some reinforcements this week, though. Middle of the week, Matt Muncy came back. Also, Cody Bellinger. But you're liking the under here, even with these reinforcements back at the plate. Yeah, you know, you know, watching getting stats is is good. You know, Jake Arrieta is a guy I jumped against, uh, faded early in the year because he it looked like he didn't have good stuff. But he actually had his best stuff I've seen all year in his last outing. He just had a bad result. I think he looked really good, and he's he's showing up at Dodger Stadium where he did throw a no hitter. I think it was 2016 or 17. Is a great pitcher's park. I think Arrieta throws a good game. This Dodger offense is starting to struggle a little bit right now. They've just scored seven runs their last four games. You mentioned about Gonsolin being kind of an opener. They want him to be a guy that goes deep into the game, but he's off two months of a shoulder inflammation. And, uh, you know, it's just, I think, a third or fourth start since coming off the I.L. to begin the season. But I, I think they could get four, maybe four, uh, maybe close to five innings from him tonight. But uh, bullpen should be fine. Nine and a half in Dodger Stadium. Some of the biggest numbers I've seen. I think Arietta. Uh, we'll be up to the task tonight because, as I said, he had good stuff last outing, just got hit. All right, Kenny, let's go to an ALE showdown here. Yankees and Red Sox. Yankees $1.15 uh, at the open, somewhere in that range. Upwards some spots, about $1.20. What are we looking at here? Martin Perez is opposing Domingo Herman and Perez. Walk numbers aren't great. XFIPs a little on the high side. Yeah, he has been. You know, Domingo Armani, if you throw out the first few starts here, and I watched those, he got pinched uh, about six, seven times against Tampa. I was amazed that, you know, over umpire just didn't give him calls. He went down to the minors for a week to get the, some mechanics straight down. Then he had six out of eight great starts uh, with throwing really well. He's coming off two bad starts now. I expect him to be much better. Uh, but this game is all about revenge. I do like the Yankees' side. It's because they were swept earlier uh, this month by the Red Sox at home. They're starting to catch fire. I think they've hit 29 home runs in the last 14 games. They're seven and two the last nine. Red Sox are just two and four the last six. They got shut out last night in Tampa. Had to travel home. And uh, Martin Perez, um, I don't like him, especially against a team that's dominant right-handed hitters like the Yankees. He's got a 7.92 career ERA against the Bronx Bombers. So I think it's a very cheap price tonight for the Yankees. Agree with you there, Kenny. And the home and away splits, obviously very widespread. Martin Perez, ERA in the mid-sixes at home, much better on the road so far this season. So I'm with you on the pinstripes. But looking at the game by the Bay tonight, Oakland against San Francisco, and kind of the story of the Major League Baseball season, I think, so far from a team perspective, is everybody's waiting for these Giants to kind of regress and come back a little bit to earth here. And they've got a lot of reclamation projects in this starting rotation, but they've all been good. Gaussman, Desclafani, Alex Wood, Logan Webb, Johnny Cueto kind of is what he is, ERA about four. Or XFIP about the same, but you're like in the under here tonight in the Bay Area. Yeah, I do. I, I think it's a good pitching match. I really like Sean Manaya. He's he's got really good stuff in June. He's uh, three and one with a 1.04 ERA. Probably no Brandon Belt tonight for San Francisco. Don't think that would have made a difference. He probably wouldn't have played anyway, but he could be out for an extended period of time. Uh, Johnny Cueto, excellent pitcher at home. He's done well against Oakland. Rivalry type of game, National League setting, pitchers hitting. Um, I like the game under seven and a half. I think it'll be a good pitcher. So I really like the way Sean and I is pitching. He's a really good pitcher. Kenny White with us. All right, Kenny. Hey, before we get you out of here uh, really quickly for anybody who wants to get their hands on it one more time where they can go and find your uh, magazine. Again, the 2020 College Football Power Ratings presented by Kenny White Sports. How do people get their hands on it? 
Yeah, KennyWhiteSports.com is an easy place to go, JBT. If you're in Vegas and you want it to, today, you can go to the Gambler's Bookstore. Uh, if you want to wait next week, it'll be at all Barnes & Nobles throughout the country and Books a Million uh, in the Southeast. All right, Kenny, good to talk to you. Thank you very much, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the time. Have a great weekend. You too, Kenny. Thank you. All right, Wes, we got an update here in college baseball? We do. And NC State, the Wolfpack, had a threat here in the bottom of the seventh. Bases loaded. Vanderbilt gets out of the jam. The story here, if you weren't following it here, this is an elimination game really for Vanderbilt. NC State, even if they lose here, will get one more chance. Double elimination, by the way, in the College World Series in Omaha. But what we had, NC State did have a COVID outbreak within the team. So the Wolfpack only had nine position players and four pitchers available. So only 13 players available. Very shorthanded against the Vanderbilt Commodores, who were the favorite going in. I believe I saw them like two to one in terms of a future as NC State boots an easy grounder. Vanderbilt's going to reach via air to start the eighth inning. But you saw the price kind of get adjusted here once this came out about NC State because Vanderbilt was about $2, minus 210, minus 220, somewhere around there. And then at places like Circus Sports, this got adjusted to Vanderbilt minus $4, take back on the Wolfpack plus 325. So Vanderbilt does have have a loss here they are trying to avoid elimination and force these two teams to play again tomorrow all right like it all right we'll keep you abreast of that one as we are in the top of the eighth inning as i can see i am blind at this point right now we'll come back we got the second hour on the way chris andrews going to be with us get the bookmakers perspective a little bit more on how it affected the south point of the rampart in terms of vegas being eliminated and we also have to get hey we got another game in the eastern conference finals to discuss it's coming up in a couple here on my guys in the desert At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. 
Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.